Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is Spencer Powell, and this is episode 150 and another edition of the Growth Series. And today we are going to talk about inflation and what that means for the construction space and kind of what's ahead. But before we get to that, we had a listener question come in from John. And the question was, hey, should I target both commercial and residential work? Now, this is an interesting one. I feel like, as always, you have to answer this question for yourself, for your own business. My take on it is it's really tough to market yourself as doing both. Unless you have kind of two different brands, two different websites, and you're marketing them separately as kind of independent divisions or businesses, I think that can be a great way to go. But if you're not really willing to invest in the marketing that way, then I think it's much stronger to pick a lane and commit to that lane and get really good at that and market yourself around that. I think when somebody hits the site and they see that you do commercial work and residential work, if they're a homeowner, they kind of feel like that's intimidating. Like, oh, they do commercial. They must be too big. They must be too big for me. I mean, I think it can turn a lot of people away. And then same with commercial. If they see that you do residential, they may actually hit your site and go, oh, these guys, they don't focus on commercial, you know, or that's not their sole focus. I don't know if they're the right fit for me. So I think it actually ends up turning off your ideal target audience. Whereas if you are extremely focused, around one of those, when the person gets to your site and they're experiencing your brand, they know you're committed, then you can they see you as more of an expert. All of the information is around that, your you know portfolio is around that, all of the problems that you solve are, are around that. So again, you have to answer the question for yourself, but if it were me, I would pick one of those and just commit to it and market hard and go hard into that. We often think that it's limiting to, to turn away one of those and, and commit to the other one. But I find that it actually expands your reach and allows you to charge more and you develop more expertise. And it actually ends up benefiting you a lot more than it does hurting you. So that is my answer to that question. Great question, John. And if you want your questions answered on the show, go ahead and send those to radio at builderfunnel.com. Go ahead and hit pause right now and just pick up your phone, shoot a quick question. Again, radio at builderfunnel.com. And we're going to be getting those questions into future shows. All right. With that, let's transition to inflation. So this is a big, big topic. If you've been tracking along this year with the uh, money printing that started last year and is continuing this year and is just continuing to ramp up. But it's got me thinking a lot about like, how is this going to play out for our industry? What does it mean? So I kind of went back to some of the basics just of like, hey, what what is inflation really? And so basically, it's a decline in purchasing power of a currency. So if you have a currency and you're looking at what can I buy with this, I can buy products, I can buy apples, I can buy food, I can buy gas, I can buy whatever. You've got a kind of a basket of goods and services. And what does my currency buy? 
you know, so if you look at an Apple and it's like, oh, I can buy an Apple for a dollar or $2 or $3, that kind of gives you a sense of what is the value of that dollar and in comparison to what you're trying to buy. So when we think about it that way, like a dollar is a dollar, but what that dollar gets us changes. And and it's kind of funny because we, I think we all know this and we even know it when we talk to our parents or our grandparents, they'll say, gosh, my first house was $30,000 or I used to be able to buy you know, a stick of gum for five cents or, you know, a pack of gum for five cents. And you go, well, that's pretty much a dollar now. And you go, and, and it's kind of these micro changes, but over time they, they add up to pretty significant differences. And especially when it comes to larger purchases, you know, 5%, uh, 3%, 10%, those numbers start to get pretty large. And I was doing some research and, and I've seen some numbers anywhere from, you know, like 4.1 to 6% inflation just last month. Those numbers are pretty big. I feel like we're, we usually try to stay at about 2 to 3% annually. Um, and those are kind of the numbers that are thrown out. But I mean, we're approaching double that. And so if you think about the decline in purchasing power of our, of our dollars, our cash that we have sitting around, like the cash is just being devalued super quick. So anyway, as, as we think about that, you know, it looks like spending is going to remain high, you know, in this industry, you know, there's a lot of stimulus money coming, coming into the economy. Home values are going way up. Interest rates are still low. So it gives homeowners the opportunity to refinance, maybe pull some cash out to do a project and they can pour that back into their home. Um, they can get a HELOC. And then the National Association of Home Builders is estimating that new homes are being constructed at a rate of about 1.4 million homes per year. But we've got a $3 million, or sorry, not $3 million, we've got 3 million home shortage. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. Even if we're building 1.42, there's some there's some amount of demand every year, and we were actually short by three million. So they're saying that basically the next three to five years we're still going to have pretty tight housing supply, and I think that's that's a really positive thing for our industry in a lot of ways in terms of the demand. I mean, obviously that creates lots of other challenges in terms of 
pricing of different materials and timelines on those materials, labor, finding enough labor to to execute on the projects, whether it's a remodel or a new home. But obviously we've got some big pressure, demand pressure coming at us, which is always, I think, a more positive thing than having to basically compete with each other for the limited number of jobs, houses being you know, bought, purchased by people or remodeling projects being done. So we've got a, a nice, big, good thing in terms of demand, and then that creates some challenges. So I think finding and keeping great people is going to be one of the most critical things over the next few years. Obviously, partnering with certain suppliers that can build in some predictability in terms of timelines and product delivery and all that kind of stuff, and really using this as a time to make sure you have good people in place. And and obviously, you know, some things are just short all across the board. doesn't matter who it is. But if you can find some people that have more predictability, you'll be able to meet more of the demand faster and on a more predictable time. But it doesn't appear that the that the shortage will really evaporate anytime soon because we've got low interest rates, but the zoning regulations are off, often unfavorable, you know, in a lot of places. So it just takes a long time to get stuff ready to even build. And then the the timeline on projects and time to build is is being stretched because of the supply chain stuff and, and all that kind of stuff that you guys already know. You're experiencing it every day more so than I am. But it looks like we will have that demand. And so as you're forecasting out for the next few years, those are the things that I am thinking about in terms of how do we focus on delivering a good experience and not having consumers being super frustrated. I think Right now, there's kind of some forgiveness and some leeway going on, but I think that will that will start to go away and people will start to expect certain things again. And we're still used to an Amazon world where Amazon still delivers same day, next day, two day. And that's very common. And obviously, we could never deliver that with, with our types of projects and, and product, but people expect things to happen faster. And so anything you can do to solve those problems or work on those problems, I think will set you apart over the next few years. Because it looks like from the data, what what we're seeing, what I can find in terms of my research, what NHB is saying and Nari and all these guys should be a solid three to five years coming up. So those are the things that I would focus on. And then as, as you're thinking about like where what should I be doing, you know, in terms of like allocation of cash and just the whole like idea of inflation happening. And and I can't speak for you, but I can share what I'm doing. I, I'm still sitting on cash reserves for uh, me personally and for the business, but I'm trying to get my hands on really as many assets as possible right now and only keeping necessary cash on hand because I'm seeing that that cash is just being devalued faster and faster with all the money printing. So I think the pandemic showed that it's a good time to own assets. If you had real estate, if you had stocks, if you had Bitcoin, you know, cryptocurrency, all these types of things, those all did really, really well. And, and cash is now being devalued even faster. And so with those inflation numbers going, you know, somewhere between four and 6%, they may even be higher, depending on who you talk to. Some people think it's north of 10%. And so you've got to be earning, you know, 15, 20% just to, to stay ahead. It doesn't really seem like there's an end in sight for the money printing. Seems like there's a lot of different stimulus packages and programs and, you know, talking about printing trillions and trillions and the, the trillions are starting to normalize to the number of trillions and trillions is a lot of dollars, but we keep throwing that number out there enough. And, you know, I think last year they printed about 
30% or 20% or something of all the money that we had printed prior to that. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so the numbers really just have to keep going up and up and up. Otherwise, they're going to have to start raising rates and doing some things. And that that doesn't generally look good in terms of uh, bolstering the economy, even if it's maybe a, a stronger economic play for the long term. So I kind of see money printing continuing and the dollar continue to go down. So I'm just trying to snatch up assets because that's going to be the hedge and those will continue to inflate. You know, if, if any of you own a home or have rental properties, you've probably seen those values skyrocketing. So the more, the more cash you can put into those types of things, I think is a good thing. But obviously there's that balance between, you know, operational cash and having cash on hand for emergencies. But other than that, I'm trying to, to stuff it into things that are going to appreciate. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting time. I also generally if you look at economic cycles, you see, you know, seven to 10 years, kind of these bull markets, and then you might go into a bear market for a little bit. But occasionally we go into these like super long bull markets that can run like 25 years. So we're about 11 years in since coming out of the Great Recession where we've been on kind of an uptrend. And if they keep keep the money printing on, then maybe that's a way to keep just inflating things and inflating things. And it looks like, especially in our industry, things will keep cooking along for another three to five years. So um, maybe we've got some more runway. Obviously, I don't have a crystal ball and you know, make your own financial decisions. But I'm, I'm just kind of sharing some thoughts in hopes that this helps you think about some things or, you know, take a step back and zoom out. I like, I like thinking long-term and kind of strategy and trying to get out of the weeds of the day-to-day and thinking about this stuff. So that, that's kind of where I'm at and where I think this is going. I think solve timelines, supply chain, labor will be the big ones. Demand will be there trying to get more efficient with our systems, our processes, and our, our delivery of things. And then where does that extra cash go? You know, wh- where can you put it in a way that will uh, allow it to work for you behind the scenes while you're running your, your machine of your business? So anyway, hope that helps, guys. Inflation. If you have any thoughts on this, would love to hear from you. I love talking about this stuff. Love thinking about it. Feel free to shoot me a note over at radio at builderfunnel.com. Always love hearing from you guys. And as always, if you've got some value out of this, uh, don't forget to leave us a review. Forward this on to a friend and we will see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.